to Drummers Only Radio. Drummers Only is the UK's leading drum shop with store locations in Glasgow and Leeds. Our podcasts are full of interviews, gear reviews, and much more from the unique perspective of a drum shop. Be sure to like, subscribe, and let's do this. Hello. Welcome to a uh, random live video here at Drummers Only Leeds. Hello. With young Nathan. Hello. Good how evening. You, how are you doing, Nathan? You okay? I'm okay. Yeah. It's nice to be in Leeds. Nice to see you. See the store. Nice to see you too. Yeah. It's been got, a lovely day, hasn't it? It has. We've done lots of fun things. Mm-hmm. We've got lots of fun things and cool things in stock. So Indeed great. we do. For this video, there is some kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Topic? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is some kind of topic. And the topic is... Can you remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it's. What's your favourite gig? Most memorable gig. Most memorable gig. What's the most memorable, most favourite? A gig you'll never forget. A gig, a gig you'll, you'll never, never forget. forget. That's Thank it. You. Thank we'll you. Thank you to our, over there. our lovely, lovely producer behind the glass <laughs> over there. The metaphorical glass, of course. So, yeah. I mean, if you have a, a, a gig you will never forget as well, let us know. Type it in the comments because... It's all, it's all good. We want to know your experiences at a live gig. It could be anything from just anything, really. Anything from just anything. anything memorable really? from a gig. Yeah. It could be the price of a pint. It could be the sound of a pint. <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> so you start. What's your most... Memorable moment from a gig. Memorable moment. Memorable moment or memorable gig? Memorable gig. Memorable gig. I'm going to give a couple of answers to this. Mm. Purely because my most memorable gig is probably the first gig that my parents took me to. Right. So I am a massive fan of Whitesnake. Right. My dad and my mum, both massive fans of Whitesnake, mm-hmm. have been for a long time, so I got brought up on that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, and we went to a Monsters of Rock tour at the Manchester Apollo, right. which is an awesome venue. The sort of the, the camber of where the audience stand is perfect, so you can see the stage perfectly from wherever How you are. How old were you? Oh, I want to say 12, 13, Same. 12, 13 okay. yeah. ish. I can't remember exactly. Bit of a blur, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, mum and dad took me. The lineup was uh, Y&T, Choir Boys, Gary Moore, and White Snake. Nice. So I got to see Gary Moore, which was awesome. awesome yeah. It, it was just a three-piece. There was Gary, some ridiculously good bass player, and oh, the guy on drums was what's his name? Plays Pearl. Uh, plays for Primal Scream. Don't know. Oh, I can't remember. If you can remember who I'm talking about, put it in the comments somewhere and, and, and let me know. They were awesome. Uh, and then Whitesnake came on. First time I've seen Whitesnake live. Live in the still of the night. I think they were touring at that point, And it was incredible. Tommy Aldridge's drum solo where he yeah. hits the hell out of the drums with his hands. First time I've seen that in person. And I was just like jaw on the floor watching him play that. So that... Sticks out because it was the first gig I ever went, first proper gig mm. I ever went to. And another one that is very memorable to me is when I saw Steel Panther and oh, yes. Def Leppard on the same show. <clears throat> right. In fact, 
No, it wasn't just them two. It was Steel Panther, Death, Death Leopard, and Motley Crue. Wow. That was insane. Lots of hairspray. Yeah, ridiculous amounts. Steel Panther, the musicianship between that band mm. is insane. They are all, they market themselves as this piss tape band, but they are really not. They are incredible yeah. musicians. That's the thing, I think, when you see a band like Steel Panther, you watch them and you actually just, when you pick apart mm. what they actually do, the musicianship there is just... Yeah, they could have just put themselves out there as just a, a standard, not a standard band, but like a, a you know, a, a non-comical yeah, yeah, yeah. band, and they would have absolutely smashed it. Yeah, for sure. If they'd have been a band in the 80s, a serious oh, band in the 80s, they'd have been a worldwide yeah. phenomenons. Phenomenon. Yeah. Phenomenon. So what about you? What sticks out in your mind? Um, I, I reckon, I mean, I've been to, obviously, hundreds of gigs over the years, but I think... Hundreds? Well, ish. About ten, um, <laughs> I reckon it was Limp Biscuit, and it was like a random gig. They they weren't touring an album. They just suddenly just went. Do you know what? Let's just go and just go and tour. And I think they literally did a couple of dates in the UK, and it was 2011 or 2012, and they did Brixton Academy. Oh, nice! And it was just one of those gigs where me and my missus we just thought, let's just book ticket. Let's just let's just go. You know, we we had nothing on. And it was just incredible. Hit after hit. Like I say, they weren't touring an album, so it was just like a greatest hits. Banger, banger, oh, banger, mate. banger. From, mm. from the get-go, I think they started off with my generation. So, oh, yes. And there was no intro. Literally, the lights just went down and the crowd went up. And then John Otto just come in with his... There was no even... Because at the beginning of that song, there's like a little build-up, isn't there, on the hats and the kick. But he didn't even do that, and he just went straight into it. And it was just the sound. And John Otto, man, is just one of those drummers, which is... I don't know. I think he's just a bit of a. He's just. I don't know. There's something about him where he's not really on that pedestal with. He's underrated. Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah, he's massively underrated. But he's just such a groove monster and he was. I've not heard many people tune their snare as high (laughs) as he tunes his snare as well. The crack on his snare is insane. But the thing is, he sits quite low and he had all his. He had just like everything from like six right down to an 18. Mm -hmm. And he just had chinas and symbols and everything in front of him. And you couldn't even see him. You could just see like things moving. Yeah. But he's not really a. He's not one of these drummers that sits on the crash the whole time he's pretty much just hats. no a load of hat work isn't oh, yeah, tons yeah. yeah so and that were yeah so everything from yeah his sound to uh, and I think Limp Bizkit over the years obviously had loads of lineup changes mm. and I think this was the one gig where they were suddenly all back together oh so Wes was there so Wes was yeah. there dressed up because they had like Buckethead on guitar and yeah, all sorts I, of I think, people but Wes Borland was there and he had some like LED face mask yeah, with yeah. like the top half of him was white and he had long black hair mm-hmm. and he had this LED mark and he just looked, it was so intimidating. That's yeah, because he always wore those like black contacts oh, as well mate, so you could, couldn't see his eyes at yeah, all. He's one of these guitarists and that's the thing, you've got like, you've got Fred Durst just doing his thing and you've got Sam Rivers, the bass player. Hey, Durst. your red cap. Yeah, your red cap. Uh, what was that? That's the rolling, rolling video. video. Is it's it Ben, ben Stiller? Affleck? Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, that's yeah. it. Don't scratch it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that gig for me was... Um, pretty much up there as one of my favourite gigs. Um, if we're going to do a second one, the second gig, I think, was Muse. I'm a huge Muse fan. Now, I think Muse is one of those bands that are a bit Marmite. Some people but didn't they get them. voted like the world's best live band about yeah. eight years in a row or yeah. something daft But there's well. something... I don't and know what it is. they're a three-piece. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but there's something about them where people just go, oh, man, can't stand them. But until you've actually been to a gig, and it's it's almost at the point where you forget you're at a gig, 
it's just like a theatre show. It's just so theatrical yeah. and over the top. But yeah, it it's was really the most. Immersive. Yeah, and it was the most recent one um, at the O2. And the whole thing was obviously being filmed as well, and we didn't know it. And they released the film separate to the show, and it all sort of made sense. There were so many little bits in it. You're watching it live, and you're like, I don't really get what happened there. Mm. But all of a sudden, there was like this massive like skeleton robot at the end, and it was like 40 foot in the air, and it was, again, really intimidating. You're like, what's going on? But yeah, when you watch the film, it kind of makes sense. But yeah, that, oh, nice. again, that was good. And again, Dom Howard on drums is just one of the I think because you've got someone like Matt Bellamy in the band yeah Dom Howard just sort of just sits at the back and again he's not really he's quite underrated I think just holding it together whilst yeah, Matt Bellamy is pissing it, about with a chaos pad on his guitar <laughs> exactly so yeah so that's that, that's it for me to be oh, fair two big bands can you remember how much the ticket was for Limp Biscuit? Limp Biscuit, it was quite it's quite reasonable actually it was about 20 quid yeah I'd have thought 20, that. 25 quid I'd have thought that. and you know what recently during lockdown I actually had a box full of gig tickets and I actually went uh, through yeah. and there was a band that I saw I don't know if I can say their name Lost Profits ooh, ooh. Well, I mean it's a bit late you said it now <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but anyway but that gig obviously at the time it was <laughs> it was early early 2000s so 2003 2004 and I mm. paid like £9.50 for the yeah. ticket and that was Brixton Academy yeah. but yeah so ticket I think prices. the first time I saw Bullet was at Leeds, Leeds Uni Refectory, and I think that was like eight quid. Wow! To see Bullet for my Valentine, who now you'd pay like 30, 40 quid a ticket for. It's mm, crazy, isn't it? Really? Showing his age now, mate. That's it. That's it. I tell you what. What has been the worst gig you've been to? Oh, there's a few. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you mine. I think my worst gig was Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really? Yeah. And it was at, uh, I think it was Neb. Was it Nebworth? Yeah, it was at Nebworth, and. Dizzy Rascal was supporting, <laughs> and I enjoyed Dizzy Rascal so much. He was such a good hype man. He was yeah. just incredible. We got the crowd going, and it was just him and a DJ. And I mean, we we're at Nebworth, and so you're standing in a massive field, but you've got all the sound systems. Like you've literally halfway down, you've got like a big column, and mm-hmm. so you can hear everything. And uh, the sound was dreadful, and it was raining, and it was just one of those gigs where it was like there was. By the time the, the band finished the song, by the time it got to us, it was just like a little polite cricket clap. Yeah. There was no atmosphere. And the band come on and they literally didn't react with the crowd at all. They literally come on and did like song after song. And the thing is with Red Hot Chili Peppers, I don't know, but I just don't really get any sort of dynamics with their songs. I sort of yeah. feel like one song after the other and it was pretty much, I mean, it's great, you know, the actual, the groove side of it, you got Flea and you got Chad, two of them together, it was just a groove powerhouse. But mm. I don't know, it just... It's one of those kids when we're just standing in the field, there's like 90,000 people in the rain just standing there and there was no atmosphere. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, 110 quid a ticket, I think, as well. Uh, it was for the missus, you know, she wanted to go. And then they literally had one entrance, sorry, one exit on the car park open. So you had, I don't know, say 10,000 cars yeah. all trying to go through one exit. So we oh, literally no. stayed in this field for four hours trying to leave just sat in your car just sat in the car everyone was just like there was no i mean yeah, it's pitch black chucking it down with rain there was no direction from any marshals or anything depressing sort of. yeah so that whole thing was just like just an horrible experience horrible experience yeah. yeah i think i've just been thinking about it while you were talking i've never really experienced an, a horrendously bad gig but the first time i saw paramore hayley williams her in-ears weren't working. 
Mm. And she mentioned it like at the start of the set. She mentioned that her ears weren't working. And she complained about it in between every song, in the middle of every song. Oh, no, really? And she was singing out a key, not through massive fault of her own, but, and she was like, you could tell that she was listening, you know, like the, the slapback you get mm. from the back of a venue. She was listening to that. So she was slightly out of key, slightly out of time. And all she did was moan about it. She didn't try and make it work in any way. She just moaned and moaned and moaned, got to the end of the set, and she just chucked the mic down and just walked off stage. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like... Cool. Great. All of us have paid to come and see you here. But I'm surprised there was no kind of backup plan. You know, no. normally when you're on tour, you'd have mm. multiple in-ear systems, multiple in-ears, that kind of Especially thing. Especially with a band so. of that caliber as well. Yeah. I mean, as were years ago. They were fairly new. I think they were touring, oh, what was the first album that they really went big on? Whatever that album was called. <laughs> God. Uh, behind... Had- Blue Eyes? That's a Limp Biscuit song. No, that's a Limp Biscuit cover as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam's going to find out what the album was called. It's behind something. It's I'm not sure. Riot. Riot was the one after that. All We Know Is Falling. All We Know Is Falling, that's it, yeah. It's completely different to what I said. So they were touring All We Know Is Falling. Um, so they were fairly new to the scene, but they'd just blown up. They were major label by that point and everything like that. But, and the most annoying thing for me was the, the band sounded awesome. Mm. And none of, none of the other, other members moaned at all, but she was just bitching all the way through the set, yeah. all the way through. I saw that with All Time Low, actually, at Reading. They did the same thing. I think their drummer, his, it was either his, his, his Mac or his in-ears stopped working, and obviously they're relying on the Mac for Track. tracks. Yeah. And it was the, the whole thing, and there was literally just 20 minutes of them just trying different cables. Just, it's like, guys, just, just I don't know, because I don't really run that many tracks. Surely, surely it's just click. In an all-time low gig, yeah, know, really. maybe I don't know, but yeah, that, that I've again. seen all-time low a few times. They've been really good for mm. the most part. So, yeah. saw them at the Brudenell, really small club just around the corner. Oh, from really? Here. Yeah, really wow. small, intimate gig. What's the cap on the Brood? Two hundred people. Wow. Yeah. So to see all-time low, this was only a couple of years ago as well. To see them in that capacity venue was awesome. Mm. They were really good that night. Oh, we've Ooh. got a look at that comment. This is, well, I like Matt, this technology. On, so Matt Green says, I'll never forget the gig where my stool broke mid-song and I had to finish the set with a small bar stool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget the gig where my snare stand broke and me and the guitarist started jamming loads of Kylie Minogue till they found a replacement. How did you jam Kylie Minogue without a snare stand? <laughs> Matt, <laughs> answer that with your next comment. I'll never forget gigging on a boat in Liverpool docks. Nice. I'll never forget playing Butlins. And I'll never forget a festival we headlined years ago where I turned up Friday, camped over, and literally didn't have a moment without a beer in my dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Stomach? Hand? I would assume hand as well. So we got Anthony Drummed. Best gig, Guns N' Roses Illusion Tour. Ooh. Gateshead Stadium, 1991. Nice. Kin Awesome. <laughs> Faith No More and Soundgarden support bands. Oh, what a lineup. Wow. Must say, Bring Me the Horizon and Shinedown on Amazing Life too. Shinedown. God, yeah. I forgot about them. I saw Shinedown live. They supported. Who did they support? can't remember. They were a support act. For, could have been Nickelback. One of the times oh, I've right, seen okay. Nickelback. Yeah, I think yeah, they supported that, that Nickelback fits. once. Yeah. They were very good live. Worst really band live. live. Wolf Alice. Never seen them. No. Are they a relatively new band? Wolf Alice. Not Show sure. me age now. <laughs> I've, I've heard about them. They're quite good, I believe. Foo Fighters. I think I've heard of them. Foo Fighters. I'm Foo currently Fighters. listening to, on the way up here, I was listening to the new Dave Grohl. Um, oh, Adam's on with that as well. Oh, mate. So good. I'm only about four chapters in and it's just... God's a legend. What, yeah. what more can you say? He's he is. Just, he's incredible, isn't he? He's disgustingly talented mm. and handsome. You ever seen them live? Yes. Saw them at Reading. That was the same uh, Reading as... 
uh, the all-time low thing. But yeah, they were incredible. And when you go and see a Foo Fighters gig, I think it's like you're in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to just sit there and go, well, we're we'll going to get a beer and then watch a couple of tunes and then go away and come Because they literally do about two and a half hours. Yeah. And it's just... Even at Reading Festival, they let them do that long. I think it was about two hours, I think. Jesus. Yeah, man. The headline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they come on, and it was just... Yeah, I think Foo Fighters gig is just awesome oscar says definitely one of my favorite shows i've been to november 2017 the audio in glasgow watching i-g-o-r-r-r igor <laughs> who is igor <laughs> is that an, is that is it an acronym death metal breakcore cool wow Ooh, okay such a mind-blowing experience the band played an insane set with the female vocalist doing a solo Vocal solo. Okay. Section midway through the show. Whole venue was silent. Everyone was in awe of her voice. I have never seen such a diverse crowd at any show ever. 10 out of 10 would recommend. (laughs) Igor with three R's. That was a good comment. Igor. That does sound quite like death metal-y. I bet their logo is dead spiky. Oh, definitely. You won't be able to tell what they're called. On the poster of Bloodstock with everybody else's spiky logos. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with spiky logos if you have no, a spiky, like spiky logo logos. on your band. I'm trying to think of uh, other other gigs that are memorable. I remember seeing Blink-182 when they did their self-titled album. And mm. there was something about that where it was just, there was no production. So that was at Wembley Arena. Is Wembley Arena still a thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I've always just seen gigs at the O2. But anyway... And they did um, Wembley Arena, and it was just just black on stage. Everything was black, and Travis literally had a black drum riser, and that was it. There was no backdrop. It was really like just, you're waiting for something to happen. It's like an organic old school gig, but just on a massive yeah, scale. Yeah, it was incredible, and everything was uh, they nothing was to click back then. I think if you watch Blink mm. now, it's a little bit more organised. You know, I, I don't know, but back then every song was just like even like the rock show was just like man, what's going on? So that was pretty cool. Um, nice. Yeah. Never seen them. I'd like to see them. You've never seen Blink? No. Never really? seen Blink. Yeah, as big into pop punk as I am, I've never seen Blink. I was going to say, yeah. That's like the... What about Green Day? Have you seen Green Day Live? No. No? Green Day a bit too commercial for me. Yeah? Yeah. Even old Jack, school Green Day. Trendy Hendy, he loves Green Day though. Right, so we... I think we'll call it there. That's been, that's been fun. It's been nice catching up, Nathan. And you. Thank you for your time. Thank you thank for your you. patience. And thank you for your lovely blue eyes as well. <laughs> It's always fun. Always. It is. Never a chore. Oh, Mark. Oh, Mark has a comment. My first rock concert ever. Adamant with In Excess as the opening act. Adamant had two drummers. And wow. that was when I knew I wanted to be a drummer. Absolutely. Nice. Prince Charming. <laughs> Fantastic, Adamant. I think some that, that, awesome that, songs. That, yeah, Adamant, you need two drummers, really, didn't you? Yeah. For that sort of thing. I'd love, love to get dressed up as Adamant and go. Just on the piss and where I think that'll be fantastic. Should we do it now? Yeah. Yeah. Right, cool. cool. We're going to call it now. Going to go get dressed up as Anaman. <laughs> and if you're about in Leeds tonight, give us a high five if you walk past us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drummers Only Radio. You can find us online at www.drummersonly.co.uk. Drop us a line. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Drummers Only UK. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Any questions, info at drummersonly.co.uk is the email, or if you need leads, it's leads at drummersonly.co.uk. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Drummers Only.